This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about the start of the U.S. primaries, Lucha Underground, our favorite TV show ever tournament, The Reverend, and American Crime Story, Episode 1. This is Another Digital Citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Hello ladies and uh, gentlemen and welcome to a extreme weird uh, uh, version of another digital citizen. It's not uh, weird because uh, we are three people on the line. It's weird because I'm in the freaking hospital and not the mental hospital for well, once. Uh, let's say hi to the man that makes me mentally insane. Hello Luke. <laughs> Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Aren't you glad you make me mentally insane? Well, uh, uh, not this time, at least. But uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Last this time you're in the other kind of hospital. We've done two hospitals and a car so far. Yeah. Um, see where we can go from here. Um, I, I I think the next one is going to be a, a hotel and a bar and something like that. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody out there wants to take bets on it, send us it, send it in. Yeah. So if if you hear a lot of background noise, it's because I'm actually sitting by the elevator in the hospital. Uh, because that's the only place I can actually sit without disturbing anyone. But uh, let's say hi to the girl that makes me mentally sane. Hello, Till. Hello, bro. Hey, Luke. That's very nice that I make you sane. Insane in the midbrain. Insane in the brain. Yeah, you, you make me sane and he makes me insane. So, so together you're average. <laughs> I would. Would you class yourself as average? Nah. <laughs> Normal. Nah. So, uh, for listeners that are completely uh, out of the blue of uh, what's happening. Uh, and they haven't listened to last week's episode. Why haven't you listened to last week's episode? You should listen to last week's episode. But I'm in the hospital uh, having a no normal surgery. When I'm saying I'm having a normal surgery, in a, in a strict strictest way, but um, there, there's nothing wrong. I don't, I'm just fixing something. But... Thank uh, for that surgery. I now can't pee. You can't pee? Right. So every time I have to pee, guess what? 
What? I don't. I, I don't want to ask that. Actually, I take back the what. <laughs> someone, someone has to put a tube into my penis and let me pee. Ooh, oh, catheter! catheter. Fantastic. Yes, every <laughs> single time. They, really, they don't yeah. just leave it in there. Yeah, because they are worried I, I will get a urine infection. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, today, uh, I I have been drinking water after water after water after water with some soda, and and some flat soda, with, uh, to get to begin to pee, and it's so strange because like they they want me to drink, so so the the bladder uh, goes back to working. Yeah, but. Every time I drink, I have uh, I can feel that I have to pee, but I can like like literally I can't pee without anyone helping me. So, do you think I'm fed up, or do you think I'm happy about sixty different uh, students going into my room and experiencing? their first catheter on me. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Do you think I've had one? I've had one before. I've been in the hospital uh, for something similar to this, and I had, but they left it in for like uh, the whole time I was there, pretty much. So yeah. So uh, I, I I can tell you now that I would give one million pounds or whatever. Just to pee by myself. I can imagine I, I, it being horrible. I, I, I so, I, I, like, I, I, I would give my left arm just to, to pee. And it's so strange. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not here for an operation that has anything to do with urine. And what is, is fucking with my brain is that I can't pee without a girl sticking uh, a tube into my penis. <laughs> yeah. Next on Fran's crazy either. fetish show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I was thinking, uh, Tilly, do you yes. have any peeing tips for me? Um, cranberry juice. Cranberry juice, okay. Yes, that's very good for all things in that region. Uh, I also have been drinking a lot of coffee to, to actually get out uh, some pee. Yeah, to stimulate. Yep. Um, yep, and I suppose alcohol. Yeah, but I think mostly, I don't know, maybe deep breathing and just relaxing as you're trying to go. Yeah. Like, just because you need no restriction whatsoever. And I've yeah. got a cat attacking my hand. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> She's so cute, though. Yeah. With my kitties. Do you have any peeing tips for me, Luke? Well, it sounds like they want you to do it naturally. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... I don't even think relaxing will work. It sounds like probably your body's like kind of in shock yeah. after everything. And yeah. probably it's just a matter of time more than anything. But I guess so. uh, rain. How about rainforest tapes? Have you tried that? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> Sounds of a waterfall. <laughs> Maybe I, 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 I will actually begin thinking of doing that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so if people have hear a lot of noise in the background, it's because I'm in the freaking hospital. 
But even when I'm in the freaking hospital, people, I'm doing the podcast. Yay! Yay! Dedication, right there. Dedication. So, uh, Tilly. Yes, sorry. Do you know who won the primary in Iowa? Uh, is this that caucus thing that sounds yes. like a totally made-up word that could be an animal? Or right, and we or have something. two of them. We have the Democratic and the Republican. So. Yes. Okay, so my choices are... Hillary Clinton and the other one versus yes. Donald Trump and the other one. Yes. Okay. I guess not Donald Trump mm-hmm. out of those two and Hillary Clinton for the other one. Hillary Clinton won by uh, uh, as little as humanal possible. Right. <laughs> like one. Uh, no. They're still even kind of debating it. They, they're Co- uh, coin toss, and I'm not kidding. Oh, maybe they'll do something like happened over here and do like a coalition joint type. We'll both do it. But uh, do you know who is angry after the election results? Uh, the ones that didn't win. Yes. So Donald we... Trump mainly. Yes. Yes. Is he? Uh, is he thrown his wig up in uproar? Yep. He wants a recount, <laughs> and I'm not freaking kidding. Uh. Oh. Trump does? I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I read that in Norwegian newspapers today. Oh, today, uh, really? I mean, Trump lost by a good amount. He lost by 4,000 votes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't, I mean, when it comes to Bernie and Hillary, I can see a recount happening, uh, but um, so, they haven't called for it yet. Or anything so, like so that. who won, Luke? Uh, Cruz. Uh, yeah. Ted Cruz won for the Republicans. And uh, Hillary won by, according to them, four delegates. And this is out of over 900 delegates. Four delegates. She won by four. Wow. A bunch of them were decided by coin flip, like Fro said. Uh, So there's still a little bit of controversy, and uh, people still want to see the numbers because they haven't been released uh, yet. And uh, I don't think they're completely out of... um, maybe doing a recount for that one. And, but and pretty Rubio, much the candidates have moved on to New Hampshire. Yeah. So. And Rubio came third in uh, Iowa, so... Uh, right. He has the best name. <laughs> <laughs> it he was does. actually a pretty good third, because he, he was well, yeah. not polling that well. Um, and he was within a few thousand votes of well, Donald yeah. Trump. He, and so. he, he was really satisfied with the result. Um, but uh, someone has uh, withdrawn. Who? Who? who... Uh, yeah, we've had three people d- drop out. Uh, we had two drop out the n- night of the on Monday on the okay. night of the caucus. We had O'Malley on the uh, on the d- Democratic side, of course, our favorite robot politician. Yes. Yep. And um, Mike Huckabee, our favorite uh, oh. crazy Republican, who's not Donald Trump. Yep. Uh, dropped out that night, and then just today, uh, this morning, I saw that Rand Paul yes. has now dropped out as well. Yes, so. Rand Paul uh, withdrawn today. Uh, does it matter who they are going to support? Uh, Rand Paul and uh, uh, who was the other one? Sorry, I'm a little tired in the oh, brain H- as Huckabee? well. Huckabee? Uh, on the Republican side? Yeah. Uh, Rand Paul, probably not so much. Maybe a little bit. Uh, but he doesn't. The thing is, you're more worried about uh, who's going to take their voters. Okay. Because I mean, uh, 
in the Democratic, which was only three people, O'Malley, if he wouldn't have been in this race, it could have gone easily could have gone either way uh, w- using those votes right. that he took from from the caucus. Right. So it, as we whittle it down, I guess we, we what we, what people want to see is who who the voters who were going to vote for Huckabee and Rand Paul in in the next bunch of states who they're going to switch over to with right. the Republican side. Uh, but like they they only had something like ten percent of the vote, anyways. So it's not a huge thing. But uh, do do you think do you think uh, um, uh, our uh, plan of Rubio winning for the Republicans are closer or or more? <coughs> away? I think it's getting. I think it's getting more likely. Yeah. Because, like we've said before, Cruz is to... even more right-wing than yeah. Donald Trump. He's like crazy uh, evangelical, uh, take all the policies of the government and make them around religion kind of person. Yes. Where Donald Trump is a little more center, o- almost even uh, left-wing. Yes. Agree. Um, Believe it or not. But Rubio is a guy, Rubio is a guy who could kind of like actually could actually get the election. I saw uh, some some poll just the other, like two days ago that that had Sanders versus Rubio as the as the two nominations. Yeah. So there's already people predicting that. Uh, we predicted it a couple months ago. Yes, we did. Uh I I think it's more likely as well, especially with the strong numbers. I I I I'm I'm really uh, satisfied with Rubio's numbers in in Iowa. I think he 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 was really surprised, and I think it showed. Uh, I think it it showed a a, a, a kind of um, more positive vibe around the process, uh, as long as Trump uh, got as low as he actually did, because. Uh, the the numbers before the voting had Trump really up high, right? But and, like, and like we said before, the, the 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 polls don't always reflect what's actually happening, right? But he couldn't even he, he couldn't caucus over twenty five percent. Yeah, I, t- the thing about Ted, uh, Iowa and Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, like I said, is super evangelical, so they yes. have kind of this base ground base uh attack right that's kind of what won him this uh yes more than an uh, actual um uh voter support maybe throughout america it's yeah. more of like that uh evangelical base that's that's helping him out at least and iowa is very religious like we said on the last week's show mm-hmm. not everybody but you know it is uh traditionally so uh that definitely won it and uh from what i've heard donald trump like barely spent a couple million dollars on uh, doing anything in Iowa as far as like uh, a ground game. So I, I think it cu- came down to his lack of experience as a politician and knowing what to kind of do in a caucus state um, that lost it. For him. Well, Donald Trump just isn't a politician, is he? Right. <laughs> he tries to surround himself with people that will help him out, though. And I guess he didn't get the right people. Yeah. It does hurt him a lot, though, because his whole campaign is built on being strong and winning. Oh, yeah. 
Because he yeah. says win, win all the time. I'm a winner. I win everything. I never lose. And then the first election, he doesn't win. So, you know, he loses a couple more. All that win, win attitude credibility is going to go right out the window. So. <laughs> the win will be out of his sails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize for that. <laughs> and another thing, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't in the caucus or the debate last week. Yeah, like we said um, in Iowa, and that could have hurt him as well. I and, think that hurt him. Uh, they really attacked Cruz on that debate. Uh, you, both you and me watched that debate. I was awake for for, for once, and Luke wasn't home. But uh, I actually watched the debate live, both of the debates, the pre-debate and the the main debate. And and Cruz got in kind of uh, in a tr- heat or trouble almost. Uh, well, he. I don't think he really understood how the rules. I still don't think these guys understand how the rules of debating works. Right. Even after all these debates, Cruz seemed to still not. He's like, I've got time to respond. And they're like, he didn't say your name. He didn't reference you at all. You can't just just add in stuff wherever you want. And then he kind of got in an argument with the moderator. But yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I have a question. How how surprised are you by Carson's really, really, really low numbers? Uh, I, I, they were not as, I mean, not super low compared to what I thought he could have gotten. Really? I, I just, I think we're going to see a lot of people dropping out here in the next two weeks, probably. I think he's probably the next one to go. I thought he was going to be the first one to go. So I can't really say anything about that, but right. Uh, the thing is, he his whole base is the evangelical right. Yes, yes. And Ted Cruz took all those voters. Yeah, he had already set up. You know, uh, he had already gotten into those groups in Iowa, so that's where all Carson's votes went. So it makes sense, but yeah. Do Do you think, in a way, that that uh, if if Cruz uh, uh, let's say dropped out. Do you think Carson would win most uh, of him uh, going no, out? No, Rubio out? is definitely next. I think at this point Rubio is definitely up next. Uh, but I, I don't think Ted Cruz is going to drop out, obviously. But no, no. Um, I think but, but, Rubio but if, probably if, is if, next up. I, I, my question is: if if Cruz uh, did drop out, would uh, Carson? Uh, then uh, get uh, most from that. Uh, would he get? Yeah, I get, get. I mean, yeah. I mean, it would split up a little bit, but okay. yeah, I see what you're saying. At least yeah. from that evangelical vote, he would definitely get probably the majority of that uh, that vote. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of a lot of them that are afraid of Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, what I've heard and what i've seen i saw some interviews with uh people at one of his rallies but i think uh what's the mayor's name the the big guy um he'd probably get a lot of of the carson vote yeah more than yeah so can you take us through the percentages from from the top and to the bottom yeah because i i can't really uh (laughs) interject on any of this because i don't know what what's happened yeah Right. Um, so I guess on the Republican side, yeah, Cruz won, like we said, uh, twenty-seven uh, and a half percent of the vote. Um, yep. 
And he gets the thing about the way the primaries work is you get delegates. So over the whole, all of the fifty states, you gain delegates, and then um, the person with the most delegates after all fifty states is yes, ends up being. Froze talking to somebody ends up being the um the candidate for that party. Right. So, Cruz got eight. Uh, Trump twenty four point three got seven delegates. Rubio got twenty three percent. He got seven delegates, and then Carson got uh, nine nine point three. He got three delegates, and everybody below him uh, is in the single digits. So, uh, and Rand Paul got one, but he's out. Uh, one delegate, he's out. Bush got one delegate. Fion- Fear, f- f- I can't even say her name right now. <laughs> Fior- Fiorina. Uh, Fiorina. There you go. Yes. Sorry, I had to take a drink because uh, my lips were dry. You can't say that name with your lips dry. Um, and then Kasich got one, but these guys, uh, three at the bottom, they're pretty much out of it, and they've been out of it for a while. Uh, Bush especially is at this point just burning money. He's just burning it uh, in the fireplace. That's what Bush uh, is doing. And then on the Democratic side, um, Clinton won, obviously, but she with 49.9%. Sanders ne- was next with 49.7%. So, yeah. super close. Yeah. Uh, but super close. the difference really is Clinton got 23 delegates and Sanders got 21. Yeah. That's so still not, not a huge that far. difference, yeah. yeah. But it is still uh, the a difference. one thing that I've heard is even there is a reason to not have a recount. Uh, if Sanders, it, he's so close at this point, and he it gave him the momentum going into New Hampshire because nobody expected him to do this well, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as uh, six months ago, if you would have said to anybody that he would be tied with Hillary Clinton, basically, yeah, people uh, would have said you were crazy. Yeah. But now he's going into New Hampshire, which he's up, I think, by something like 40 points uh, going into New Hampshire. And uh, according to the polls, of course, and as we could see, polls um, don't (laughs) always say anything. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he's up huge because it's uh, New Hampshire is right next to his home state of Vermont. So he'll definitely win that Uh, going from a tie to a win kind of just gives him the momentum going into the next bunch of states. So right it's better than coming off a loss. You can always It's really funny. I mean, after Monday, um, I have a few friends on like my Facebook and, and things like that that are um, Republican, uh, that side of things. Maybe they're for Cruz or maybe they're for Trump, a few of them. <laughs> and after Monday, uh, everything before Monday was them, all their posts would be like attacking Hillary, saying how she is a criminal and all these other things. Monday, all of a sudden, they were all attacking Sanders. All of a sudden, all their posts <laughs> were coming out. Uh, all their memes were against Sanders and all that other stuff. So they've kind of moved over and realized this guy's like a real threat. So yeah, and I, I, I don't really see a problem with that. But what what happens? I have a question. Uh, what happens with the delegate that? Uh, uh, was won by one delegate from who who got the delegate that uh, withdrawn, Rand Paul. Uh, Rand Paul. Yeah. Right. What happens with that delegate? I believe it just gets canceled out. Like it doesn't count. It doesn't count. That yeah. person is not allowed to show up, almost. Or 
uh, what, at the end? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that specific uh, vote, as far as I'm to understand, it just gets taken away. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm asking because I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'd have to look it up, but as, as far as I remember, that's how it works. Okay. Because if you were to drop out halfway through the race, you're not going to give the other votes to other people. No, that, that uh. was my question. What happens with those votes? Yeah, the only thing that makes sense is that they would just go away. Because you can't split them up between other people. That's just not how the process works. So. Right. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's talk about something uh, much more fun. Uh, let's talk about Lucha Underground. Yay! Uh, <laughs> have you seen it, Tele? I have. Did you love it as much as I did? <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it to the point that I'd watched it already and then I, when Dick got home from work and he had a bath, I took the laptop into him and was like, well, look at this. Look. Yeah. And yeah, very excited. It's, it's, it's one of the best wrestling uh, federations ever. It really, and it's, it's done so well, even from just the camera angles that they're shooting the match from. Right. Even just, you know, that, that small little thing makes a huge difference. I just... Oh, there's so many. So many things. Uh, uh, it's, just, it's just something totally different. Like, there's no way to... There's almost no way to compare it to wrestling, in a way. No. I mean, besides the fact that it has wrestling in it, but it's definitely something that I can see... WWE trying to copy in the near future somehow. Trying yeah, to really badly. Make a show. Yeah. But at the same time, with NXT, they just figured out that the in, what the indies are, according, uh, apparently, <laughs> in the last few years. So it could take them a while, I guess. Yeah. I think we've, we've got some breathing space. Yeah, so Lutra Underground. I, I mean, one of the things that always surprises me with Lutra is... is the quality of their storytelling. And I mean, we haven't seen that kind of storytelling in quite a while in any other federation. Like when Luke says NXT, it's maybe the closest we come to in WWE yeah, way. Not even close. Like, not as far as storytelling, it's not even the same ballpark. Yeah. Like the ba- backstage stuff on NXT is like nothing compared to. Lucha Underground. So, can you take us through the episode? Uh, like, oh, I didn't yeah. write down notes. Okay, oh, I didn't no. either. I just uh, really enjoyed. It. <laughs> yeah, I, I just figured we were going to talk about it. So, but yeah, I mean, like, the whole. I was it last week or the week before where we were talking. I what, I don't even remember if it was on air, but I remember talking to you, Fro, and we were saying how. Um, we weren't 100% sure they were going to completely follow through from the last season. Yes. Whether they were going to kind of move on to a whole new thing or whatnot. Right. But they definitely followed through. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we're going to get a third season. And I'm yes. already excited for that because I know that these two seasons are going to culminate into a third season. It's not yeah. just going to be like a one-off kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the match quality as well is, is maybe uh, like... Uh, absurdly uh, strong. Uh, I mean, we got they do edit the matches together. They edit stuff out of matches and things like that. So 
of course they're going to look strong every time. Um, but that's just how you do it. It's not, it really isn't a wrestling show as far as a traditional wrestling show. You know what I mean? No, uh, it's, it's an entertainment. Right. It's like a, I, I always say it's like WWE meets a novella. You know, like a Spanish oh, right. okay. soap opera type thing. But done really, really, really well. <laughs> Not quite novella style. Because it is just... It's a joy to watch. Mm. You know, and you're sitting watching it and you're not you're not picking holes in it and you're not going, this is ridiculous, because you, you're into the story and you're like, oh, what? Oh, my God. <gasps> Strange to feel that. It uh, uh, The funniest part about it to me, I see the connections to from this uh, to... Uh, that MTV wrestling show, um, Wrestling Society X. Did you guys watch that? No. No. All right. This was uh, in the early 2000s, something like that. Um, and it was started by Vampiro. Uh, really? Oh. Which a lot of the guys from that came out of uh, a federation called XPW, which yeah. was out of Los Angeles, who was, which was made by a guy named Rob Black who was a pornographer. <laughs> and so you started with XPW, and it was kind of built into uh, Wrestling Society X. And then off of that, through the connections they got with MTV and things like that, it seems like that's where we ended up getting Lucha Underground, mm. um, more or less, when you kind of connect uh, the dots there, um, which wow. I find that really interesting. And if you look at it, the way they put this together, it's very similar to Wrestling Society X. Uh and then if you go back, uh, you'd have to really do some searching to find some XPW. But the story elements in that, um, it was like a public access show. But the story elements in that were so ahead of their time. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the story elements here. Uh, but XPW was far more racist and offensive. But how, <laughs> how good was the solution with Vampiro uh, continuing as a commentator? I mean... Yeah, I mean, the the beginning part, the only thing that threw me off was the cover on the car. I was kind of like, why is that? Why do you have a sheet on your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that whole beginning part is pretty amazing. And oh. then, I, I mean, that's the one thing about these shows is at the end of the show, you're always excited for what's going to happen in the next show. There's always yeah. a cliffhanger. Which, like, that's one of the things that was the most important and why wrestling was so popular in the Attitude era, era yeah. was because of the cliffhangers, you know? Yeah. And that's what, uh, uh, I almost said Wrestling Society X, that's what Lucha <laughs> Underground gives you, uh, is those cliffhangers and that storyline that we don't have anymore in most other wrestling, so. And especially WWE. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just sort of fills all the other gaps, doesn't it? It comes up, scoops up. God, everybody's gone wrong here, 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 and here. So let's do all these things right and try it a different way. Yeah. I've said it, 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 like. I've said it in a negative way about movies uh, sometimes, that they're edited together kind of like a video game in a way. And Lucha Underground, is it has that editing style where yes. that beginning part is your cut scene and then you go into this action scene and then you yeah. go back into a cut scene. And then you go to an explanation from the commentators about what's happening. And that is how video games are cut together now, you know. Uh, and that's kind of the evolution of it. I really think 
we're going to see other maybe not com- maybe not wrestling companies but other uh people trying to trying to copy this style and i just see it being something kind of the next thing the next fi- uh phase in wrestling but we'll see what happens i guess once wwe picks it up we'll see where they go with it i guess yeah and 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 i i'm i'm saying it in in the nicest way in one way i really hope wwe starts copying them because then they have to start thinking about storylines that's what yeah. we that's the, the the thing that we are complaining over time after time after time after time is the lack of storytelling in WWE. Definitely. It's, it's got to yeah. be the number one moaning point of any oh, definitely. wrestling fan. And, and I, it's I, not like they don't have a, uh, they have a lack of writers at WWE. No, so no, no. This is why I find crazy. It just... It, when there's bad writing, when there's a bad storyline, and a certain one that like grates on me, like the recent Summer Ray Rusev, that thing. Right. When I was eight, I wrote a story that was published in an adult horror magazine. How mm. are these adults <laughs> together not being able to throw a story together that is actually any good? I don't, I'm not saying I could do it. This is not me saying, you know, I'm better than them or anything. But it just, if it's your job, do it well. And people aren't doing it well at the minute. <laughs> And I, I, I have a, I have a feeling that uh, if WWE was going to try to 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 make Lucha Underground in WWE form, it would suck donkey balls. Oh yes, <laughs> it'd be funny though to watch. Eh. I don't think they would spend the time or money to do something equivalent. Like, when would they get the time and money to make those kind of segments? You know. I just don't see where they would. It, it, I mean, they don't have enough time to do what they're doing now, so it would take them forever to catch up with this. The way I see it, but but uh, I, it's almost like we we would almost wish they cut one of the the programs. Like even even with having two programs like Raw and SmackDown, kind of destroys uh, somewhat the um, the brand. Almost. It, 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 I mean, it, I could. And all I could of the see other... them working with a network, like another network. Yeah. Kind of like how they do with Total Divas. Yeah. Where they work with the E Network. Maybe they do a show. Like they kind of work with another network to make a show that's like Lucha Underground. Yeah. Right. I can see that happening. Right. Yeah, that'd make sense. Their own little underground one. That's. Hmm. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, at this point, NXT is just kind of like. I've said it for a long time, and a lot of people never. I mean, people have started saying it. I think more, but NXT definitely has become their their solution to try to get a little bit of that indie money. They're like, we've tapped out everybody who is a mainstream fan for everything they're worth at this point. We need a, we need to make a little bit of that indie money and steal a, steal a little bit of their money from them. Yeah. Uh, mostly because uh, our stockholders want to see us making more money. You know what I mean? And I can just see them going, oh, here's that Lucha Underground money. We need to make a little bit of that cash, get a little bit from them. So that's just how they work. Yeah. So have you watched any TV this week, Tilly? I've watched Mob Wives is back. (laughs) So I've watched Mob Wives. (laughs) Okay. And uh, 
Yeah, siblings. That was my other one. Yeah, you recommended that to me. What yeah. what kind of program is that? It's it reminds me of it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but it's British. Okay. It's about a brother and sister that live together, and she's kind of she's just horrible, really, a bit like Dee. Just she's very brash and doesn't really care about anybody at all. And yeah, it's a comedy. Her brother is just an idiot. And I found it quite entertaining. It's a good one if you just want to sort of relax and have a giggle. Mm-hmm. But did you get to watch any of it? Did you find it? No, 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 oh. no. I, I have uh, had other things to... Yes. <laughs> ...focus my my time on, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it for when you're... Uh... When I'm peeing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Watch it while you pee. <laughs> when you can finally do it on your own and you um, pee for an hour. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, and I watched The X-Files. Ooh. What did you think? Ah, I loved it. Yeah? It was, I text my dad after the third episode. I text my dad asking if he'd watched any of the new series and told him that it wasn't a awful rehash or anything. Yeah. I told him to watch it. Because I just, I, I love it. It was like... I started watching it, and it was, um, I don't know, I felt like I was nine again. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, then David Duchovny was there. I was like, oh, yeah, he's in it. And Gillian, Ander- Gillian Anderson's still in it. I was like, I could deal with that. Yeah. That's fine. It's still got them in it. It's still the X-Files. I'm in. Yeah. And, yeah, I, <laughs> I was delighted and didn't expect to be. <laughs> I thought I was going to go, oh, no. It, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And... The yeah, third it, episode with Reese Darby in it. That was in uh, Flight of the Concord, the guy that plays the manager. Ah, okay. I haven't seen the third episode. Uh, because I'm in the hospital. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, he pops up in it. It's not. It's not spoiling any of the storyline. Don't worry. Cool. But yeah, he's one of the. He's he's an actor that if I see him, if any of the Flight of the Concords actors or anybody that was in the It crowd or anything like that, if they pop up in things. I was like, yeah, especially Reese Darby because he's sort of he's not in that much, but he's in a lot in the UK. Uh, I've been watching chess and handball. Good old handball. Yep. That nobody had heard about. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen this much uh, TV this week because I've been occupied with uh, other things. Uh, what about you, Luke? We actually have. We actually have handball here. That's I thought about this after we got done with the show last week, but oh, which is a different handball where you play it against the wall with a small blue bouncy ball. It's kind of like one person tennis with a wall, except you use your hand instead of a racket, and we call that handball here. Really? Uh, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you have that and you call it something else or not. I never ever heard about that. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll find a clip and send you something yeah. after we get done. Um, yeah, I saw Outsiders this week. Did you watch Outsiders yet, Fro? Nope. From last week? Nope. First episode was on last week. I just had I didn't get around to watching it till this week. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I like it so far. Uh, it is a really interesting, weird story uh, about these people who live in the hills 
and an oil company who uh, or a mining company that wants to kick them out. But the whole town is basically terrified of them. So really cool. Uh, I finished Home Improvement finally, all eight seasons. <laughs> Uh, it was a nightmare to get through most of it. Um, oh. the end is gets worse and worse as you go along. You could kind of tell they just gave up by the end of it. Shit. Uh, and then because of a book I read this or uh, listened to this week on Audible, uh, I started watching King of Queens. So we'll talk about the book when we get into it. But um, it's all right. It's Queens. an okay show. It's got. It's got some good actors in it. Um, it's funny to watch the pilot because the pilot hat, they uh, they have a a sister character yes. in the pilot yes. that all of a sudden just never Man, comes never back. Never shows up again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I actually seen that episode. But what I have watched this week is uh, the first episode of American Crime Story. Yay! Me too. Yeah. That was, what a. Uh... What a treat, too. What a treat. What a really, really good show. Yes. With I'm, really, really good people in it. Oh, I'm so satisfied with with this. Um, can you, like, uh, like, give us the outline of the show, uh, the first episode? Me? Yeah. Um, I guess... Uh... It was kind of just the beginning of uh, the the whole saga, really, right up in from the point um, that uh, OJ went to Chicago, right up until the Bronco chase is what we got in this episode. Yes, yes. And uh, and uh, what did you think about the beginning of the show uh, with the the uh, the mix of uh, stock footage and and uh, what I would call camera work. Oh, I didn't even know that there was a mix of. No, the, in the beginning there there's some uh, there's uh, like uh, oh the Rodney King stuff. Yes, the Rodney oh, King yeah. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, they definitely the very opening before kind of the title i guess before we really even see oj right yeah we get like a whole thing about the rodney king thing and then it just says four years later yes and we yeah. go into it which was a good uh good run-up to it and it actually yeah. there were certain parts of this that i saw it directly following the book oh yeah uh, me too you and can... then there were certain parts where i go oh well they obviously added that into to the book part of it you know what i mean um, yes i but I this think it's those. done. It's more sort of understandable than the book was, with how it sort of come in and sort of explain things about the Rodney King thing and all that lot. Uh, yeah, I found it a lot easier to follow this. Well, this episode. I can't say that full series. I've only watched one. No. But the episode, it was a lot easier to follow than I found the book was. But did you also feel that it was easier to follow because you had the knowledge of the book? Yes, I do. The, the knowledge, it made me realise how much I'd actually taken in from the book. Right. Because I was just like, oh, that's such and such, and that's him, and that's him, and he's, he's yeah. there. And I, you know, clock in the um, police officers that were going in, that Furman went in and stuff. It, 
made me look forward to the next episode. I didn't want it to finish. <laughs> and I, 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 I will tell you this. The only thing I had a huge problem with in this episode, and I'm still going to have problems with this, is John Travolta. I think he's, <laughs> he's actually the worst. He does look eyebrows. like a clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks... Those eyebrows, man. They just... You can't stop looking at them. It's pretty... No. They're pretty I ridiculous. I lit up when I saw that he was executive producer, but then when I saw he was in it, I was just a bit like, uh, uh, no, no, I, no, 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 no. What's I, going on with your face? Yeah, and I, I think don't... it works as the character a little bit, but the eyebrows just take out of it Yeah, a, a lot. But there's no bad acting in this. Oh, no. Whatsoever. At least, yeah, not in this first episode, for sure. I, um, I I I'm I like even uh, the uh, the guy that plays Kato Kalen, he plays the role perfectly. Like that's yeah. that's like watching Kato Kalen. Yeah, I was gonna say you you would think that that was over the top, but that's yeah. how that guy actually yeah. acts. Really? I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say even the guy the the guy who was walking his dog right at the beginning, and he you just see him at this one time, and he's kind of just like. Uh, he's got a few lines where he's talking to the dog and he looks yeah. at the dog's feet before the police show up. Even that guy was a good actor, and we're never going to see him again ever. Yeah. So, and um, the one that played what's a face Kardashian, uh, the woman. She's only in like she was there for the funeral bit. Oh right. Um, she was just there like a few seconds, mm, and I was like, oh my uh, god. I know. Is it? Him, was it? What's a the mum? Oh, uh, Selma Blair. That's her yeah. name. Yeah. She's an actress. Which that part kind of was, it, there was some bad uh, writing right there where they had to really point out that this was Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So the yeah. lady's like. Telling the kids uh, off for running around. Yeah, she's like. Yeah, and Kim, she says, Chloe, whatever right. the names are. Yeah, she's like. Uh, and then and then the lady who's talking to her is like, I don't know about this, Kim. Nobody says your name when you're sitting next to them at a funeral like that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just. It's just bad writing, but uh, they obviously did that just because uh, they wanted to point out this was uh, the Kardashians. Um, yeah, Chris yeah. Kardashian. Yeah, and it was a bit out of place as well because you don't see her again. Maybe we will in the future, obviously, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be Kardashian conversations. <laughs> uh, but what did you think about uh, uh, our friend from France, David Schwimmer? That's How? what I was just about to get into. I thought he was great in this. I haven't seen him Me in too. anything since his terrible TV comedy that he had. Yeah. A long time How ago. magnificent is he? He is. He's playing a wonderful part. Yeah. But I love David Schwimmer. I don't think I could ever not like him. I love the film Madagascar because he voiced a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> this moment is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean the suicide scene uh, with Oof. him and everything. So good. Uh, yeah, he just—they both. I mean, him and Cuba Gooding in that same scene were just both really, really good. Yeah, dynamite. What would you give this episode out of a five? Oh, four point. Just four. <laughs> four. Yeah. I yeah, would, I was going to go with a four as well, yeah. Uh, I would give it four and a half, even. Yeah, I was I was toying, but I think because it's the, the beginning, it's the first episode, 
and I think it's going to get a lot better. Yeah. I don't want to set the bar too high on the first episode. Yeah. But I do think it's... I'm definitely going to be watching it. I've been wanting something that I'm going to be looking forward to. You have to to watch it because you're on this show. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm watching it as soon as it's available rather than, oh, crap, no, I've got to watch that thing. Yeah. I'm there. I'm watching it anyway. Like, you don't... I don't need reminding. Yeah. It's already happened. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely that Chris Kardashian scene gets a little bit of... Uh, stuff taken out of it, which I don't think we're going to get any more of that because we're at this point we're pretty much introduced to all of our characters. Yes, yeah, uh, which they did a very good job of that in the first episode, especially since we have so many characters to introduce. So. Yes, and 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 how they did it. Uh, I mean, uh, there there's something about storytelling in those kind of dramas that just works. Yeah. How, how in the world did I like care about Marsha Clark? I was kind of like yeah. bad for her in this show. Yeah. Like when you read the book, no, at no point do you feel bad for her. They like burn her like crazy in the book, basically. Yeah. Uh, but she she's almost like sympathetic character in this TV show, so that that's interesting. Say. Yeah, she's human. The 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 only person that we haven't sp- sp- spoken about is Cuba uh, Junior. Um. Do you do you think uh, like uh, the 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 only thing I would say that is kind of a problem with him is that he sounds like himself. Yeah, uh, it's impossible to kind of lose his kind of accent and play more OJ because OJ has a kind of a special voice. So I, I'm not sure. Sure, he tries for it though. He so definitely tries to have a bit of like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh right. And <laughs> I, I mean, the suicide scene is one of the best scenes in 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 the show uh, so far. Oh yeah, gripping. Yeah. I don't normally say things are gripping unless it like goes in your hair, but yeah, definitely it had me. It was there. It, it was like, and this was not in the book, obviously. This was kind of added in, right? Yeah. It was uh, sort of alluded to in the book. It was alluded right. to, yeah. So if it was, but it, it definitely wasn't like this, yeah. No. I'm assuming they took this scene maybe from either personal accounts or another book and kind of... Because it definitely... I wouldn't say it was... Uh, it was just a lot more expanded than the book actually was. Yeah. So. Do you feel kind of... Uh, and I know... It's kind of a strange question because you didn't like the book, but are you kind of happy that you you read it in in a way because it gives you? Well, there are certain parts where if you don't know this story, uh, or if you don't know kind of all the characters, you would be lost. Like right towards the end, where his friend, the other football player guy, what's his name? Uh, they call him two. Is like two letters. I can't yeah. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever, we'll probably never see yeah. that guy again. Boss but the only, like, it was really, he, uh, David Schwimmer's like, he's here, he's here, don't worry about it. He's like trying to talk him down. And if you, if I wouldn't have read that book, I wouldn't have had any idea who that guy was. But since I read the book, I know that he was a friend of his from college when he was playing it at, uh, playing football in college and all that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you would, if you were just watching this and you didn't know that part, if you hadn't read this or you didn't know that much about it, uh, that scene would have meant nothing to you. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Yeah, I can't imagine how hard it would be to start to do this series 
sort of from a putting it together point of view and how are you going to make sure that the audience can understand who's who and what's what because it's so complicated the whole thing everything like the whole book was really complicated yeah so this the idea of just doing it is daunting the fact that they're doing it well yeah i'm, I'm impressed and i i'm i i am uh, how do you know how many episodes it's going to be luke i saw 10 uh, is what okay. I read that it's scheduled for, um, er, but I, everything I've looked for, like uh, episode list uh, 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 on different websites, they only have seven up. Okay, uh, but maybe that's just because they haven't film finished filming or whatever else. So. Uh, and and it's kind of weird. Like I, I mean, it's the same writer as American Horror Story. Okay, that's okay, but. It's also the same author behind the freaking Glee. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> same writers as Glee. Oh, but there's no, there's no songs in it. I know. Yet. Oh, no. Oh, oh, have oh, we no. set ourselves up now? <laughs> Is that what the last three episodes are? O.J. Simpson going, I'm free. It is going to be interesting. I'm looking here at the Wikipedia page, and if you see the episodes are written by different people, obviously. The first two are written by the same two guys, and the third episode is written by a completely different person. So we'll see what happens in the third episode to see if there's any stylistic change or anything mm -hmm. that happens. Yeah. There, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be one of the shows that I, I think we we I I was uh, I was a little afraid it was going to be bad. It isn't. I'm really happy about that, and I, I'm really happy that we are following this show. As Tilly says, it's it's better than than I was expecting, and it's also actually more exciting than than I was uh, thinking in the first uh, time that we talked about this. I, I'm, I'm really satisfied with the quality of the show. Oh, yeah, definitely so far. I mean, this is the first episode, so we'll see what happens from here. But yeah. um, definitely a strong start to, to the show. Um, is, is there anything I'm forgetting? Do you uh, feel... No, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Lane apparently plays F. Lee Bailey, but I don't think we've seen him at all in this episode. No. So we'll see him later in the show, I guess. Um, uh, the movie uh, we're doing, uh, Seen It, Seen It Not, is The Reverend, and here's the trailer for The Reverend.
Yes, friend. You have not seen the Reverend this week. I have not seen the Reverend this week. Uh, can you tell me a little about the Reverend? Well, a frontiersman on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s, it's 1820s, not 1920s, <laughs> fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. So it's it's another oldie-timey American film. Yeah, it feels like that that kind of movie is in in the wind. Almost. Yeah, there's everybody's loving it at the minute. I think they must have yeah. like they've got some good sets from that era. They yeah. built it to look that era. So right, we'll use them all now before they're too crap. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's because it has Leonardo DiCaprio in it, but. It very it felt a little nineties to me at a point. I I was going looking at it going, Wait, am I watching Last of the Mohicans? Wait oh no, this is <laughs> But yeah. It, uh, I just kept thinking, because obviously I've I've watched the trailer. Yeah. The trailer's sort of lots of action and here he is getting attacked by a bear, here he is getting crawling along in some mud, here he is in some water, here he is going over there, here's some other people going over there. Oh they're shooting, oh they're hitting people can you tell i'm not i don't really want to watch this film and i'm not enthused <laughs> yes <laughs> but, i really uh, don't care it's, uh, it look good the director has made movies before this has he what has he made before this he made things i might have liked do you think yeah on imdb maybe you should check that i'm i'm having a look yeah right now right now but right now okay what has he made he has made The Revenant, obviously. Yes. Um, oh, this is as a producer. Yes. Do you want to know what he's produced or directed? No, directed. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so kind to you. Yeah. Uh, Birdman or yes. The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Yes. That Naranja. Is. No, but Birdman is the, the movie that people would know. Uh, see, I haven't seen that. <gasps> you haven't seen Birdman? No. Ooh, good movie. Is it? Yes. Well, my my views on The Revenant so far haven't been great, so will I like Birdman? <laughs> yes, it's okay. different. Uh, it's really different. Did you uh, Have you seen that, uh, look? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. Really? Yeah, it's one I, I just never got around to seeing when it was out. Wow. I know it's good, but I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. Ooh, I know a movie that we are doing soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> either you haven't seen. So, yeah, uh, he made Burnman. That was the point. Uh, anything uh, who is in the cast? Other... Leonardo DiCaprio, as we've already yeah. said. Tom Hardy. Love him. Donald Gleeson. Okay. I don't... Uh, no, he, he plays Captain. Yeah, Andrew most Henry. of the rest of these people are pretty low-level actors, I guess. Um, yeah, not a lot I've of big heard... names here. So those no. are two big ones. Yeah, Forrest Goodluck is a very good name, though. <laughs> I, mean, I, I approve of his name. Do you have any funny facts about this movie? Uh, that guy that I just named that we knew what his name was. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Um, he was shown that he's said that he doesn't read scripts okay he's always stated that he doesn't read scripts okay but um at one time when he was due to star in splinter cell yeah um he wanted to play a soldier but leonardo yeah. dicaprio begged him to read the script for this and oh. he read half of it and accepted it that's cool 
even though like it doesn't read scripts but oh yeah i thought uh, that was nice that was there wasn't there's not much trivia on it to be fair uh how much did it cost it costed quite a lot to be fair considering it's just cold 135 million yeah and the opening weekend they got um 474,560 but they've grossed yeah yeah, they've grossed 139 so they've they've managed to make themselves 4 million so far yeah how long has it been out and it's not all that long yeah and it's nominated oh yeah it got re-released obviously because it it was nominated so Uh, but half a million is real for a movie that's I mean I think it has a good chance of winning probably oh definitely Um, Half a million is not a lot in the first weekend. I no. guess probably at the time it was a little underrated, but yeah. Um, would you say uh, what would you say about the poster, Tilly? Um It looks like it reminds me a bit of a Game of Thrones poster, right? Where yeah. he's just man's bit of man's face. Obviously, it's Leonardo DiCaprio looking hairy and cold with. Um, snow in him and for some reason his eyebrows turn into trees <laughs> there's a bit of an odd odd thing going on there where his eyebrows yeah. just turn into trees on top of his head but i think that's trying to say that it's it's in the forest it's cold it's painful maybe yeah so i i have watched this movie uh i i had it on my list uh, for a very long time and i saw it uh, because I knew that you guys were going to talk about it, and Luke was going to see it. Uh, so I have a, I have a question for Luke before we begin his thoughts of of the movie. Before before uh, we kind of talk about the movie, did you think it was going to be good? I went in with uh, no expectations, really. Really? I mean, I knew. I mean, all I went in with, with was knowing that it was nominated for best uh, best film and that it had high ratings. So mm. I didn't really even know what I was getting into. To be one hundred percent. How much uh, uh, does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I didn't check Rotten Tomatoes. I completely forgot. Oh. <laughs> because I I actually don't know. Well, it is eight point three on IMDb, and then. So long. And it's got an eighty-three on Rotten Tomatoes too, so they're so? exactly dead on with each other. When does that happen? Uh, yeah. Usually never, because it gets an eight point three at Rotten at the IMDb. <laughs> And it's a eighty-three at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but mathematically, yeah. that's the same. Uh, not really. Yeah, no, actually, it is exactly the same yeah. mathematically. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay, uh, I'm bad at math, so uh, I I trust you too. I'm bad at maths too, but that I knew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can I can do my percentages when it's to do with a hundred. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, 83. Wow, that's uh, pretty high. Uh, what did you think, Luke? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think this was more of a visual 
um, movie as far as like uh, it, the story was okay, but uh, as far as being a, an, a great film, this was really uh, all about the cinematography and uh, how this was put together. Um, it was just a really beautiful looking film, I guess. Uh, I like the story, but it's there are certain parts of it that are, are lacking, I guess. But it's it's um, it's just interesting. I, did you get the uh, religious undertones in it? From mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Um, and that's just from watching it once. I already got the religious undertones in it. I, I don't think they were super heavy, but um, overall, I really liked it. Um, like I said, I didn't go in with huge expectations or anything, uh, but it's just a really nice looking film that's all i can say about it uh without really destroying anything about the film itself you're going to be super surprised i did not like this movie as much as i thought i would i did you go in with high expectations or not really uh, I'm not a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan either, but what I actually liked is the revenge uh, kind of thing. Uh, right. yeah. Plot, storyline. But I feel that doesn't get enough room in the story. I, I agree it's beautiful shot, but it feels like it's beautiful shot without anything in it. That's what I was saying. Yeah, the story is a little bit lacking. Uh, especially character development. Um, like you're supposed to care a lot about the people he's trying to uh, avenge, but we didn't get a whole lot of build up to that. You know what I mean? Right. And then the whole thing with his wife, like that is just, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And then there's certain parts of the movie where I had to kind of like, I would look, I'd blink and then all of a sudden we'd be in this like, drug haze yeah. all of a sudden where yeah. like there's somebody chanting and there's like all the but it didn't come from like him getting hit or anything it's just out yeah. of nowhere um i, I feel but I feel... yeah but i mean it, it for being a film like that it's obviously going for that it's done well but it, if it's, it's trying for that but it's a little too artsy it's a little too artsy right it's almost like i feel like they, they they tried to make a, a beautiful movie without any plotline, and I I kind of think they succeeded, because uh, <laughs> what, what what I I feel like like I'm sitting uh, behind is a really beautiful movie that I'm quite interested in watching one more time, but just because it was fascinating to look at, not so... be- it seems like there's some kind of inside inside joke in this film right. to me. It seems like there's some kind of inside going inside works going on here because you can kind of like if you were to watch this from a born again Christian point of view, yes, you would be watching a completely different movie oh, than if yes. you were watching it from an uh, atheist uh, point of view, or or say like a somebody who I don't know wanted revenge on somebody. Yeah. They just let's say they just. Uh, got cheated on by their spouse. Yeah. That person would be yeah. seeing a whole different movie than that born again Christian. Oh, but they're two, because it's kind of like two different storylines. You could watch this movie as maybe mm-hmm. even three, yeah, maybe yeah. even three. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, definitely. Oh, and then the Tom Hardy storyline. I guess even four, maybe. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it is like that, but the the way it does that is it, it keeps itself vague. Yes. And like that's that's what uh, Fro was saying. It's yes. like there's no there's no substance. It's because all the storylines are so vague. Yes. Two and a half hours of vagueness. Yes. Of. It just it sounds like the kind of film that you'd put on if your friend was coming around and you knew you were going to be talking. So you'd have it on in the background. And no, it. no. It, oh. it, it demands 100% of you. And that is kind of what it's annoying with the That's movie as weird. well. That's weird. For yeah. three storylines and no story. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of... It, it's Inception without Inception being good. I didn't watch Inception. <gasps> oh my God, you haven't seen Inception? I don't really watch films. Oh my God. Right. Pro says this about a lot of things, though, so you just kind of get to use it. <laughs> Pro thinks everybody's seen everything because Pro's seen everything. But... Oh, yeah, no, I've, I'm more TV shows and only them if somebody's shown me them. Inception so is so good. <laughs> See, is yeah, Fro, but there are a million people. There's like half the people that are listening to this podcast right now are going, Fro, you're an idiot. That is a yeah. terrible movie. <laughs> so, I've heard of a lot of that. It, it, I mean, it's, it's one of those films that was very... Um, mixed reaction even at the time and it's still but mm. i liked it i was i'm personally a fan of it but mm. there are certain people you know what i'm saying fro mm. <laughs> all right fro i'll watch inception because you're I'm in not. the hospital watch it. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> well, i kind of i should anyway i laugh at all the jokes about it so right yeah a dream and rick and morty did it so. yeah i mean yeah. Okay. Rick and Morty got me doing Pokemon. So but, yeah. So back back to this movie, uh, the Reverend. What are you giving it, Luke? Uh, it's so you know hard. I, I really had a hard time with this oh, one. It's I so think hard. maybe. Yeah. See, I don't. The thing is, I to, I almost think that it, to rate it, I need to see it again. Yeah. But I don't want to see it again. Yes. So I feel um, exactly the same. So I guess I'm gonna have to go with like a two and a half. I'm two seven two seven five. Yeah, I'm two ex- seven five. I'm exactly where you are. A two point five, two seventy five. I'm exactly. and everything about that two seven five has to do with the acting yes. and the cinematography. It yes. has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. Because um, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio really deserves an Oscar for this. Right, especially. Uh, how how he does everything in it. Oh, so good. He's... I mean, there is one thing to be said. Like maybe they minim. He was very minimized uh, from from doing certain things in this movie. Let's oh, yes. say, uh, which the... could probably help that whole uh, feel to it. But yeah. but his his acting is top notch. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean everybody in this movie. The but... acting is. Is amazing. Like he, the, he, you can't take anything away. He, from that. Here's the strange thing: I'm going to see see it not. Huh. Even though you love how it looks and things. Yes, because it doesn't have anything in it. Yeah. Right. If you're a cinematographer, yes, go watch this in uh, the theater. Yes. Uh, this is a movie that that is made to be seen on a big screen. I I Definitely. agree. I agree. Mm. Um. Because it's just one of it's that panoramic look all over all over the place. Yeah, like definitely going for that look. So, um, yeah. Other than that, it's not worth two and a half hours of entertainment if you're just a normal movie goer. Yeah. Uh, 
if you're if you're a huge into movies and you and you're big into cinematography and yeah then everything like that then yeah. yeah then it's definitely something you should see but i would say for a regular person probably a see it not yeah yeah Tilly. uh well same i'm still not interested in it as i wasn't when i was looking it up yeah are you <laughs> even less interested now well yeah now i know not to bother really yeah if I'm honest, if you two would have gone like, oh my god, it's amazing, like the, the trailer does it no justice and stuff. Because it I, did look pretty, but you know, I don't, I, didn't look interesting. I will tell you what, have you seen Prince of Egypt, uh, Tilly? No. Uh, see that before uh, uh, for me, please. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what is shut, Prince of Egypt? Shut up, Luke. <laughs> Bro made me watch this and it's not good, but okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, okay. And it's a cartoon, so. Hey, we like animation. Yes. <laughs> uh, have you read anything this week, uh, Tele? <laughs> uh, I've listened to, read a bit more of that OJ book because I didn't finish it. Really? But yeah. Well, I want to keep ahead of the series. Oh. Because I didn't finish it before this series started, obviously, but I don't want to. I don't want the series to overtake me. Cool. So yeah, you guys have now got me audio book listening. Yes. From Audible. Uh, um, do you know where you could get get a free book? If I'm you need pretty it? sure if you go to www.audiotrial.com forward slash another digital citizen, you not only get a 30 day free trial. And no. I think a free book. Mm-hmm. I think I'm sure you get a free book too. Yeah, you actually get a free book. <gasps> a whole free book, and these books can be like hours and hours and hours and hours long. But I'm really looking forward to you beginning my present. Yeah. Because I really want uh, to hear what you think about the book I gave you. I'm quite excited about that as well. To be fair. Yeah. I just can't listen to anything else until I've finished this, The Run of His Life. Okay. Not letting myself. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll never finish it, and I want to. <laughs> I'm uh, reading at the moment. Since, I, uh, since I've been in the hospital, I have had a lot of time. So uh, I'm now reading uh, The Troop by Nick Cutter, and it's really, really, really good. It's, it's, uh, it's a horror uh, and uh, it's 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 scary. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what kind of horror is it? Like gory, scary? Not the blokes mm, coming through the window with an axe, or n- it... not? Not really. It's uh, um, once every year, Scoutmaster Tim Riggs leads a troop of boys into the Canadian wilderness for a weekend uh, camping trip. A tradition as comforting and and revival as a good ghost story around the roaring bonfire. The boys are a knit uh, crew. There's Kent, one of the most popular kids in school, Ephraim and Max, also well-liked and easygoing. Then there's Newt, the nerd, and Shelley, the odd duck, for the most part. They all get along and are happy to be, which makes uh, Scoutmaster Team's jobs a little bit easier. But for one reason, 
he can't shake the feeling that something strange is in the air this year. Something is waiting in the darkness. Something wicked. It comes to them at night and expecting intruders doubling upon their campfire like a wild animal. He's shockingly thin, disturbingly pale, and viciously hungry. A man in unspeakable tournament, uh, uh, torment, more frightening than any ghost story. Within him's body is a body uh, bioengineered nightmare, a horror that spreads faster than fear. One by one, the boys will do things no other person would ever imagine. So it begins. An agonizing weekend in the wilderness, a harrowing struggle for survival, no possible escape from the elements, the infected, or any other. I got goosebumps Ooh. then. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound horrible? It does. I love it. Yeah. It's it's really good book, and it's 11 hours, uh, I think it's 11 hours and two minutes or something. Yeah. Maybe that will help you pee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Scare, scare Find the scariest bit and go and get yourself a bedpan. <laughs> Luke, have you uh, read anything this week? Uh, yeah, I uh, read uh, Troublemaker by Leah Remini, the Scientology book. Yay! Uh, <laughs> about the lady from King of Queens. That's and why I, I started watching King of Queens this week. And I've read the book as well. What do you think about the book? Uh, it's good. It definitely shows you kind of the life story of somebody who grew up in the Church of Scientology. Um, or at least most of her life in it. Um, and what they what she went through kind of to get out of, out of it and everything like that. Um, Are you finished with the book already? Yeah, I mean, it's only seven hours, so... Yeah. And it's read by the author as well. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think she does a really good job. Oh, so. she does a tremendous job. Uh, are you going to read your present next? Uh, yeah, probably. I guess okay. that's probably going to be the next book I read. Yeah. I have to look at my list, but yeah. Okay. I really wanted to get to the Scientology book because I was interested in that. It came out a while ago, too, so I've kind of been putting it off. Yeah, and I, I've said it's a good book. Uh, I I I really enjoy the book. I think it's uh, and it's it's not extremely kind uh, to either Tom Cruise or or or, uh, <laughs> or um, Katie oh, Holmes. Katie Holmes, yeah. Or David Miscavige. Yeah. Or a few other people, but yeah. But uh, it's it's a really good book. She's really nice to Tony Danza in this book. That's about... <laughs> What's it called? Uh, troublemaker. Troublemaker. Yeah. Have you used your credit on the book, by the way, Tilly? Uh Not yet. Not while I've had these two, the free ones. Yeah. So, so you actually have a credit that you haven't used yet. So I'm going to get troublemaker. Are you? Yeah. Hmm. I've just decided just now, so I might as well do it because mm. I'm kind of. It's interesting because I know nothing really about Scientology. Because, you know, I don't really want to look into lots of cults. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be very interesting as a read. It and is. And a listen. I can't call it reading. It's not with your eyes. Well, I call it reading. 
<laughs> I call it hearing. <laughs> I'll give it a listen. Yeah. And then uh, attacking my ottoman. Yeah. Sorry so, if there's lots of noise. Yeah. This episode is going to be weird uh, in two ways. For, for, for first of all, uh, Luke is the only one that is recording, so he has to do a lot of editing. And I swear to you, audience, there's a lot of things he has to edit. He, yeah. you, you will keep some Norwegian babbling in it, will you not? Just uh, we'll see, you, see if I can maybe. fit some in, but yeah, there'll be a little bit probably one way or another. So. Because, because uh, what the audience doesn't know that yeah, I got a shot of something. We talked. Uh, I talked about medication things that Luke can't keeping. There's a lot of things he has to edit, and I feel really, really sorry for you, Luke. I really wish that it was. <laughs> it wasn't this way, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Can't you can't? Uh, we can't stop the hospital from doing their job. So no. there you go. Uh, the only issue I've had with it is that I couldn't understand what was going on. That's my. I'm too nosy to not be able to eavesdrop. If I can hear yeah. people talking, <laughs> like when your neighbours having an argument and they're not shouting loud enough, you can just hear. So now we are actually trying to find out what the best TV show is. Uh, look, you have to explain how we are doing this and how you decided uh, the brackets. Right, so um, we're gonna we're doing a twelve show bracket. So uh, each one of us picks four shows. So I made a twelve uh, a twelve show bracket, and we're gonna do uh, obviously one on one for the first round, and then the winners of that will go to the second round, and they'll go against each other, and then in our final round, we're gonna have a three. Uh, because of the way the brackets work, we're going to have three shows going up against each other in the final. Yes. Um, and we're going to do three matches. And hopefully, I figured out there is a way to get a tie, but I figured out a way we'll do a tiebreaker if yes. we get a tie. Yes. But it's pretty low chances. So <laughs> we we done everything human or possible in our, our way to make it as fair and balanced as human or possible. Right. So the two first shows that is going uh, against each other is Six Feet Under and Samurai Jack. Tell me a little about Samurai Jack, Luke. Right. So Samurai Jack, if anybody doesn't know, is a Cartoon Network uh, cartoon show. Uh, it was made in the late 90s, I guess. Started then. Um, and it is about a samurai who goes forward in time uh, following an evil uh, entity that uh, killed killed his family, and he's going forward in time to follow this entity to try to defeat him. And it's all about his struggles to uh, cope with the future, even though he's from uh, thousands of years ago. So Yes. Uh, Six Feet Under is a show uh, about something as sad as a funeral home and uh, uh, the family, uh, the Fisher families uh, work with uh, the, the, the funeral home when it comes to, for example, uh, getting people into 
their coffins and things like that and uh, like strictly yeah it's a family show about a funeral home and it's a, one of the best dramas ever made according to me i'm i've seen a few episodes maybe i didn't get into it enough but i i was never a fan of the show yeah uh, i've and only seen maybe two or three episodes uh i'm a huge when fan. it first came out so yeah i, th- I think my mum watched it yeah. It may have just been one series, but I didn't. I never, never got sucked into it. Never really. So, uh, what are you voting for, uh, Luke? Well, obviously, I'm going to vote for Samurai Jack. So, uh, I'm actually going to vote for Samurai Jack as well. I actually like it better than Six Feet Under. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. What about That's... you, Tilly? I was going to go Samurai Jack as well because yeah. it's the only one I've actually. Sort of watched on purpose. Yep. <laughs> Will there you we take go. Next, next bracket uh, look? All right. Uh, next two is uh, Rick and Morty versus South Park. So we got two cartoon shows going against each other. Yeah. I should say, uh, when I picked these, I set up a bracket um, and I numbered it. And I literally wrote down the names of the shows on pieces of paper and picked them out at random. So all of these... Uh, matchups are completely random. So yeah, see, this one's hard. Yeah, tell me a little about Rick and Morty first, uh, Rick and Morty is about Rick is a grandfather. His grandson is Morty. Rick's an insane scientist genius that doesn't play by anybody else's rules. He lives in his world, and he takes his grandson off on adventures through other dimensions and things. But it's dark and twisted and adult, rather than being sort of Back to the Futurey. Although it has got elements of Back to the Future. Yep. It's hilarious and brilliant and rude and funny and crude at times. Lots of burping and farting. Uh, South Park is if you if you haven't seen South Park, you maybe have <laughs> been uh, behind a rock or something. Yeah. Your whole life, but it's uh, about a dysfunctional uh, town called South Park, where uh, we meet Eric uh, and all his friends, Cartman, and and all those people trying to get into different problems and. Uh, it's uh, freaking hilarious, and if you haven't seen it, uh, what's wrong with you? Right, because yeah. it's iconic, basically, yeah. at this point. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, from now until you're finished, start at the beginning and yep. watch South Park. Yeah. From the very first episode. The more I think about this, it's, this, this matchup is really old school versus new school yeah. cartoon going yeah. on here. I, I'm having a hard time deciding myself, but you guys go ahead first. What do you think, Tilly? What are you going with? <laughs> I don't know, because Rick and Morty's my pick, but I love South Park. Uh, uh, I'm going with the new school. I've got to stay with Rick and Morty. All right. They've got to have mine. Bro? Yeah, I'm picking South Park. Uh, South Park has... I come up with the tiebreaker, I guess. Has... Yeah, South Park has more... uh, more behind it. I mean, it's been a longer-running show, and uh, as more as more it gets into itself, it actually gets better and better. Every season gets better and better. Uh, it did. It lulled for a bit, but it's amazing. Yeah, now it's amazing again. Yeah, I guess 
I'm going to have to go with South Park as well yeah. for the win here. I think probably just because of the length of how long it's been on more than anything else. Yeah, yeah it's uh, iconic now, isn't it? Right, and this is favorite TV show ever bracket. So yeah. I think we're going to have to go with South Park on this yeah. one. For the win. Yeah. Dilly, will you tell us what's the two next shows? I don't know what the two next shows are. I haven't been given this information on... It's on. Oh, the, they're on the bottom of the Google Doc. So go all the way down. To the oh, bottom. I'd forgotten about that. I saw the brackets when they were empty. <laughs> oh right, yeah. I put them down there. <laughs> I saw the brackets. I just haven't seen them since they were filled up. I'm guessing one of them will be my other one. Where are we? It's right. We've just done Rick and Morty in South Park. Oh, yes. The first one <clears throat> is Black Adder. Versus versus the West Wing. Yes. <laughs> what a weird matchup. <laughs> yeah. What what a weird matchup indeed. Uh, I will go first. Uh, West Wing is one of those shows that uh, like Aaron Sorkin uh, made his name with. It's it's the president that we actually wanted show. It's 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 the best president in, in the entire universe, and it's fictive. Uh, but it's so much more than a show about the president. It's all about the people around them, uh, their troubles, their journey. Uh, it's I mean, there's not one single bad season of The West Wing. There's not one single bad episode of The West Wing. I think that said everything. And there's so amazing actors. So many amazing actors. So that's that show. All right. And Black Adder was my show. So um, this is a show, if anybody hasn't seen this, uh, about uh, Prince uh, Prince Edmund, I guess, uh, who is the Black Adder as he calls himself. And it's basically all about his schemes to, uh, take, uh, take over the, uh, crown, uh, of, uh, of his kingdom, I guess. Um, and it goes through four different, uh, time periods in the show, uh, in the four different seasons. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start. I'm going black adder. Obviously. I'm having a problem with this. I love Blackadder. I, it's one of the most funniest show I know of. But I have to go with West Wing. Oh. oh does that mean the tiebreaker's on me? Yep. Yep. Because without a doubt, Blackadder's got it. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It's, it's iconic, and I grew up watching it. And it's just... I love it. <laughs> I feel a little bad uh, losing uh, West Wing this early, to be honest. It's one of the... I, I, I think it's iconic. And it's be, uh, one of Aaron Sorkin's best shows. That's for sure. Okay. But it's definitely known for walking through hallways. That's like the big joke about that show. Did, the hallway walk. Do you, do you like it? I was never a big fan. Okay. But I'm not a big fan of those, those kind of... Um, 
political dramas. Oh, I'm not. I've never been a big fan. But of uh, I love the next matchup: Flight of the Concords against the <laughs> Leftovers. <laughs> I have a hard time with this one too. Actually, oh, this, so. this, this is kind of strange. Yeah, Leftovers is that mine? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, the Leftovers. We we talked this show to death in this uh, <laughs> podcast. I mean, it's all all we talked for the the first episodes. It's genius, and it's it's really really hard to watch, and it gets better and better. I mean, I'm so super excited for the third and final season. I did not think I was going to be that excited. Uh, so leftovers is about this. If you haven't heard any uh, of our episodes, <laughs> it's about <laughs> someone that goes away and we follow the families. Uh, what could I say that we haven't we haven't talked this show to death? So <laughs> yeah, you have sort of got me watching it before as well. Yeah, I mean, right? Uh, there's um, been a few people that because of me froze started watching that show. So. Yeah. Although I right, have only got flight of the concords, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Flight of the Concords, I believe that one was mine, um, is about two guys from New Zealand that have gone over to America to make their music career. They, yeah, they are, they're brilliant. The guys that write it and the guys that are in it and stuff, they're absolutely amazing. And those songs, every time I get drunk with my friends, well, not every time, most times I get drunk with my friends, we end up on YouTube with one of those songs on. Doesn't matter, like it, there's always a different one, but that like, Furufa, the French one. Oh, I love that. And it has Reese Darby in it that I was on about earlier. Yeah. Playing their manager that does everything out of a tiny little office and never gets them any gigs. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start voting. Um, I am having problems with this, but. I have to go with the leftovers. I'm sorry. That's fair enough. You did love it. All right, and Tilly. Uh, Flight of the Concords. Oh, I've only I, I watched a couple of leftovers and didn't. I got sucked in a bit, but I didn't feel compelled to keep on carry on watching. I have ha- this. I'm having a hard time with. Um, oh, it's so hard. I guess I'm gonna go with leftovers. Uh, because it's, this is, yeah, I'm going to go with leftovers because we basically, this is about this podcast Yeah, and it's like our favorite show on this podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you guys are in love with the leftovers. (laughs) We are. It is. Fro and Luke gave it leftovers. Yes. (laughs) And thank you for making the show title. Um, don't be gay on leftovers, though. <laughs> Leave my leftovers alone. <laughs> uh, Look, what are the two next shows? Right. Uh, next, uh, Peep Show and versus Kids in the Hall. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll go first, I guess. Uh, Kids in the Hall uh, is, is a sketch comedy show. It's a Canadian sketch comedy show. And it's um, my new favorite show. <laughs> Oh, did you watch some of it, bro? Yes, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I told you to check it out. Um, and it basically is them doing a sketch comedy. It's uh, it, it was created by uh, 
the creator of SNL. Uh, oh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, Sorry. right. Yeah, no. Lauren, Lauren Michaels was the producer of the show as well as uh, Saturday Night Live. And uh, yeah, it's five guys and they do different sketches and it's completely nuts and uh, totally crazy. And it's very dry Canadian humor. So Definitely. Um, sure. Peep Show. Yes. Um, follows... Two characters played by David Mitchell and Robert Webb and their weird, dysfunctional relationship because they're flatmates. One of them always supports the other one and the other one's just... How do we describe Jeremy? He's just so Jeremy. Yeah. (laughs) It's impossible. Yeah, you can't. He's just... He's he's a bum. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to do anything he's off on a whim constantly he's in a band he's hanging around with super hands his crazy friend that does all the drugs and everything I, peep show is so good it, I, love it. I have not act i watched a little bit of this just because we were doing this but yeah. i have not watched a whole lot of this but oh. i would like to see more i guess it's so funny. i would highly recommend it especially because of the way that they've sort of left the last season as well. They've done it really, really well. Oh, yeah, definitely. There was a lot of that last, the last episode that was on. So like Everybody that watched it went, oh, yeah. I, I'm going to be the tiebreaker, so I'm going to go last. Okay. Luke. Well, I'm th- right, I'm going to go with Kids in the Hall because I've definitely seen a lot more. Of yeah. That. And I'm going with Peep Show. I have... Huge respect for both both of the shows. Uh, I'm having a problem because I really like both of the shows, but I'm going with Peep Show. Yeah, yeah, it it has to be. I need to see more of it. Definitely, yeah. I saw part of one episode just to check it out. I could tell it was definitely a very British show. Oh yeah. uh, Oh yeah. The um. The sort of the short fat one in it is so British and has his silver spoon up his ass. Yeah, and it's it's just brilliant. There's one bit where they go bowling and he ends up oh, pulling a girl that's really I young. I love that. Yeah, and they go and there's four of them crammed into a toilet cubicle at this bowling place, all getting stoned on a joint. And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm doing drugs. I've done a drug. Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> so Tilly, what are the two last? Shows. Two very last ones are Bob's Burgers versus Beverly Hillbillies. Now, what can we say about Bob's Burgers other than it's it was voted the most? What was it? The most um, not realistic, but like believable storylines of the, all the family animations because it's about Bob and his wife and his children, and Bob and Linda run a um, burger joint. It's just—it's a brilliant portrayal of a normal family, but hyped up so that it's, you know, a decent cartoon storyline. But I like it as opposed to Family Guy, where you know Peter Griffin does something that would have in real life cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, Bob's Burgers—it's oh my god, I don't know, Gene's foot stuck in the toaster or something. Luke. All right. And Beverly Hillbillies. This is a weird yeah. matchup again, obviously. 
Uh, but Beverly Hillbillies is a show from the 1960s, actually. Um, it, it's about, I guess probably everybody knows this, but it's about a family of hillbillies that uh, strike oil and get really rich and get convinced to move to Beverly Hills. And it's about them, kind of their struggles to uh, in- integrate into the community. And it's a, a just a hilarious comedy. Okay, tell her. Bob's bag is all the way. Luke, I'm gonna go hillbillies. I guess, bro. You got you got another decider. I freaking ho- hate both of the shows. Uh, <gasps> How? How can you hate Beverly Hillbillies? How can you hate Bob's Burgers? I I I don't like Bob's Burgers. I don't like Beverly Hillbillies. Uh, I have to pick the one that I hate the least. So I'm picking Bob's Burgers. Yay! Oh, go Bob! I'm not a huge fan of that show. <sighs> really? Sorry. What so, about Archer? Do you like Archer? Yes, I do. I, I like. You like Archer. the Bob's Burgers episode of Archer? I like that episode. Okay, so there is a part <laughs> of you that likes. Bob. Yes, That's okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, semi-finals. Look, take us through. So our semi-final ma- matchup number one. Uh, Samurai Jack versus South Park. So Oof. we had another, another uh, cartoon versus cartoon match. Oh, difficult. Well, uh, I'm going to go Samurai Jack, I guess, because that's mine. And I think it's way above South Park. But Oh, I don't know. I'm, I've got to go with South Park on this one. Yeah, I think I'm going with South Park as well. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> I was really hoping for Samurai Jack, but... All right. Sorry. So, so our first finalist is South Park. So, uh, <laughs> so you want to announce the second one, uh, Fro? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> is it is it Blackadder versus the Leftovers? Yes. Yes. Ooh. 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 Uh, let's go with Fro first, I guess. Fro, what are you? Where are you going to go with this one? Uh, the Leftovers. And I'm going to go with Blackadder. So. <gasps> it's Blackadder for me. Oh. Oh. That was a good pick uh, on my part. Yep. That, this one's yeah, definitely. I think Black Adder is almost like a ringer, right? It's... Yep. All right, and then our, this is our last semifinal. So it's Peep Show versus Bob's Burger. No, uh, I think even I'm gonna pick Peep Show on this one. Really? Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely choosing Peep Show. So I guess Tilly, you got to pick between your uh, two own shows <laughs> and decide which which one you want. I'm saying Bob's. Not that it matters. No, I guess yeah, show. doesn't matter. We just yeah. But yeah, Bob's Bob's got to have my vote. I love Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It's better than I love that more than the other cartoons, and the cartoons are pretty much all I watch. And yeah. Bob's is it's one of those when it comes out, I'm excited. So we have our final. All right, South Park versus Black Adder versus Peep Show. 
Oh my what gosh. a very strange eclectic group. <laughs> yeah. Um, that just sounds like an evening of television watching by me. Yeah. That's, that's just, just what, what we do. <laughs> uh, so do we want to go through the three matchups for the finals, or do we think that we can decide without the three matchups? Let's try. Let's try without matchups. All right. Uh, I personally am going to go with mine, which is Black Adder. So. Okay. This is really difficult. And I just I don't want to agree with Luke because I want it to be interesting, but I, and it's not even my show. But I have to be honest, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Of those three. Blackadder has to have it. It's got Hugh Laurie in it and yeah. Rowan Atkinson and Stephen Fry and again it, yeah, it was just always on when I was growing up. Amazing. I'm going to make this interesting and actually agree. Uh, yeah. Okay. Blackadder. I, I think that is a good representation of this podcast yeah. as well. I think that's a good uh, choice for us because it's kind of universal. I mean, I grew up with it when I was uh, a kid um, watching it on uh, public broadcasting. So it's a very universal show. Yeah, and I think that that definitely what uh, is a, our podcast is all about. So there you go. And it yeah. still has so much charm, and yeah, you can tell it was filmed, you know, donkeys years ago. But because of the setting and things, it doesn't. It's not all that dated. Do you get what I mean? Right. Mm. Like some things that were on then, you know, things like Drop the Dead Donkey and stuff, very late eighties, early nineties, and you could really tell. With Black Adder, you can't tell exactly when it was filmed. And it's just, because it's it a period it, piece already. Yeah, because right. it, it makes it sort of timeless and because of the comedy being brilliant. And it's it's hysterically funny. Like yeah. I, I think it's better. I think it's better than South Park, and I definitely think it's better than Peep, uh, Peep Show. So yeah, Black Adder, uh, favorite TV show ever for this podcast. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you and know? that was, it was easy to figure out. We didn't go to a tie or anything, so awesome. It's pretty... It, I think it was the Dark Horse. And I feel like the Dark Horse won. Yeah. Kind of. I, I'd agree with that, Fro. Yeah. Because I didn't... Yeah, when it de- popped up, when Luke said it last week, I was like, what? Really? I should have mm. said that. Yeah. Oh, right, and then yeah. it's sort of... It is a much older show than everything except for... Uh, Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. yeah. Right. So it is definitely out of an outlier in this bracket for sure, um, but I it's think it comes back, back to that universal appeal that the show yeah. has kind of uh, worldwide worldwide appeal. And if you haven't seen the Christmas special, oh, everybody so go good. check out the Christmas special, which is not I guess not technically an episode but a special. So is that the so, one at the Millennium? Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, it, it, that wasn't actually part of like the series. It was just a Christmas special that they did. I don't, I, I remember it coming out. There was a big, big thing about it. There was a whole um, Blackadder night because they were doing this special one-off because it was the Christmas of the year 2000, like 1999 celebrations. That's sort of why they did it. And it made it ever so exciting. I was, I loved the 2000 getting ready yeah, that's for it. Definitely one, that's definitely one I watch every Christmas if I get a chance. So Yeah. Tastes good. They're all good. Blackadder goes fourth as well. Got me interested in a bit of history with the war. 
and I've grown up with my dad constantly having the Battle of Britain or Dambusters or just something warry on. And it, it made me not hate it. It made me actually be interested in what went on in my country. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of fitting that that it, that it twins. I, I I agree. It kind of represents the show in a in a nice way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, right. What uh, if you had to pick uh, one of your own picks? If, if if it wasn't this, what would you uh, most like to to win, Tilly? Uh. Probably, to be honest, Rick and Morty. Yeah? Yeah. I know it's new and this is like an, an of-all-time thing, but if there was one that I could sort of promote to people yeah. as I really like it, this yeah. is what I really like, definitely Rick and Morty. Uh, for me, it's Six Feet uh, Under. I think that's a really underrated show. It's one of... Uh, yeah. I I I I I super enjoy it, and I think it's sad and funny at the same time. Uh, Luke, uh, if it wasn't Blackadder, probably Samurai Jack. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably just because that uh, came out of my mouth. But the other <laughs> one would be Beverly Hillbillies, maybe. I mean, Beverly Hillbillies is uh, critically probably one of the greatest shows of all time, as far as like it, it changed the way TV. Uh, programs were made um, at the time. So, uh, have you have we talked about movies this week? Have you seen a movie this week? Have we talked that, about that? Oh no, we skipped that. I guess before the movie yeah. segment, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, I saw Lady Killers because uh, it came up on Netflix recently. Uh, I really like that movie. I know some people don't, but I uh, think it's hilarious. It's, I think it's a uh, hilarious movie. Uh, did you see uh, Room? I have not watched it yet. I have okay. it. I have it in my list, but I've just uh, been too busy. I guess to okay. sit down. Tilly, I barely got time to watch the uh, two and a half hours of The Reverend. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I I've not seen a movie, so to speak. But one of my friends did come round to Dick's the other day and put on a video of one of the train rides around. Uh, Norway in the Arctic Circle and stuff that he'd been on. <laughs> so okay. we sat for like two hours watching lots of snow and trees and tunnels. <laughs> that was good fun and really beautiful. And he was like, oh, we went there and you can go down there and you can go snowboarding down that bit and you can go over there and that takes you down to the fjords and stuff. Why didn't he come and say hi to me? Because he didn't know you were there then. Because oh. <laughs> he was um, originally from Finland I think, and then he's okay. lived in Germany, and he's very, very local to sort of our area. I've grown up here as well. He's yeah, other than the the reverend, uh, I uh, actually kind of seeded and uh, and uh, watched uh, Bridge of Spice again because that's uh, next week. Um, um, Next week, seen it, uh, seen it not. I, I'm tired in my head now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, well, we're pretty close to the end of the show here, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. And then Fro can get some much needed sleep. Yep. You heal most As much as you asleep. can get in a hospital, at least. I know. Yeah. Right. Just ask them to like, triple your dose of whatever they're giving you. And... 
when I was in the hospital, at least the few times I was in, they just keep waking you up to check on you over and over again anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. We're doing your observations. I'm alive. Very observant. Right, exactly. <laughs> so next week we are going to talk about news uh, from the week. And we are going to cover uh, New Hampshire primary, of course. Uh, yep. the, that so is will be on Tuesday. Yep. yep. And we... there is a now apparently as of yesterday there is a Democratic debate that got added because Hillary wants more debates added. Apparently they added five new debates now that Hillary's losing. So. Uh, oh. Okay. I don't yep. understand politics. And we we're going to talk about the ninth planet or Nerubi? Nerubi. Said for me. Nairibu. Okay. Nairibu. Yep. I have no clue uh, what that is. Uh, it's kind of an old kind of thing that's been. Ar- it's like a theory that's been around for a long time. But apparently, recently, there are some scientists that came out with a theory on this, and they've done a bunch of uh, the math of how a ninth planet in an, a giant elliptical orbit could be in our solar system that we haven't detected yet. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about that. And, and guess what? There's aliens involved at some point. <laughs> More aliens! Yay! Cool. Uh, who's uh, seen, seeing the next movie? Uh, Bridge uh, of Tilly. Spies. Tilly. Ooh. Are you looking yep. forward to see that movie, Tilly? I don't know what it is. Oh. To be honest, I've it's... not heard anything about it, so I'm going in with Blank. clean eyes. <laughs> And we are going to cover uh, American Crime Story episode two, which is exciting. I'm actually really excited too. So yeah. I wasn't. I mean, like we said, we didn't know how great this is going to be, but I'm actually really excited for it. So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of morphine, and uh, I want to go to sleep uh, because this has been a uh, day, and uh, all I want to do is wake up and be able to pee tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) all right so everybody send out some pee vibes to fro or like (laughs) a video of a video of maybe like a a leaking running water yeah yeah Yeah. any kind of any sound clips or anything as well just tickling trinkling little droplets (laughs) that'll help or just send him loads of skittles Anybody that's listening Aww. that can send fro skittles. Yeah, or if you know anybody that, life. yeah, anybody or if you near are that, that can man send off him the skittles. Advert. You know the guy off the advert that touches things and everything turns to skittles. He needs to go <laughs> and see fro right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been one great technical confusing uh, show that I'm so glad I'm not editing. Um, goodbye from Norway. Goodbye from the UK. And goodbye from America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, citizen. 